2: Okay, man, Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida.
1: This is Cruise Radio.
3: Hey, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out online at CruiseRadio.net. On this show, we'll talk to senior editor of CruiseCritic.com UK, our friend Adam Coulter. He is right now on the island of Giglio. Raising the 125,000 ton Costa Concordia. Wow, that's got to be a Not a single-handedly.
2: Challenge. He's a, he's actually... But
3: he's watching it, but... Yeah. Um, it's quite... It is, this is the big Biggest maritime salvage
2: undertaking ever. Yeah, it's pretty huge. So we'll get a full report from Adam Coulter in a moment. But first, Stuart on the cruise guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Carnival has a new vacation guarantee. If you don't like your cruise, you get your money back. What's what's this all about?
1: Well, this actually is the second time that they're rolling out. This was uh, a vacation guarantee that uh, would actually debuted back in 1996. That um, you know, through several revisions, kind of got uh, you know put to the back burner uh, when the uh, when Carnival had their administration changes. But uh, in order to really put their money where their mouth is, uh, Carnival is you know really trying to exude their extreme confidence in their product and go after the first time cruisers. Mm-hmm. And really, essentially, I, I call this the instead of the Great Vacation Guarantee, I call this the. No excuses, vacation guarantee.
3: But don't you think this is going to turn around and bite them, like people are going to be like, I don't like this, and just get off?
1: You know, they, they said that this the last time. I mean, every time that they offered this, they, they brought up the same uh, reasoning. And you know what? They're totally fine with it, Doug. Okay. Because you, you have to you have to say, you know, you have to take advantage of the guarantee within the first 24 hours. So you're on the cruise. Within the first 24 hours, you're saying, you know what? Uh, I have a problem, I don't like it, Uh, the seas are too rough, whatever, and they will then make arrangements for you to fly home. Okay, well. They're going to give you a 110% refund of the cruise that you paid. They're going to pay to get you home, plus give you $100 shipboard credit to try to get you back. Now, the (laughs) main difference is before what they would do is, let's say you got off in St. Thomas and you departed on the cruise from Miami. Uh Uh-huh. Then what they do is they would fly you back from St. Thomas to Miami, and then it was your responsibility to get home from Miami.
3: So basically, and just re- kind of repurposed the old one from 1996.
1: They, they, well, they repurposed, they improved it. Gotcha. Because that that cost to getting home, let's say, could be it could be a thousand dollars. Yeah, and a thousand dollars per person. So they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna absorb the costs involved in that. So this way, if it's really going out for the first timers. This isn't people that have been on cruises because you know, if you've been on a cruise before, you know what what you're going to expect. Yeah. But the first timer that sits on the fence and you know is worried about you know what to expect. I, I don't like it. I I think there's going to be nothing to do. It's going to be boring. Well, this is a great way to say, "Hey, you got nothing to lose. Go for it now."
3: Very good. Norwegian Getaway uh, announcing an ice bar.
1: <laughs> well. They've uh, got an ice bar on two other ships, yep. you know, Norwegian Epic and Norwegian Breakaway. Uh, this one's going to be a South Beach theme. Cool. So uh, it'll be a little uh, Art Deco, and uh, they're, um, it's going to be uh, you know pretty you know pretty exciting. It'll be at a cool 17 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, like like the others, and uh, it will have a $20 cover charge. It will accommodate up to 25. Passengers at a time, and uh, who will wear these uh, hooded coats and gloves to keep them warm. But uh, it's going to be uh, very exciting, and uh, the, for the twenty-dollar cover charge, it will include two uh, cocktails. There, there you go. That's that's. A... So you're you're going to make you're going to make it back. But uh, you know, it's the point is, it's just not a place to go and hang out.
3: Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> And, uh, and, and more on Norwegian, they had some new um, studio staterooms and some new suite staterooms on uh, the newly refurbished Pride of America. There's a, a shore excursion company uh, based over in Texas. Port Promotions shut their doors and uh, screwed a lot of people over. What happened here?
1: Well, unfortunately, they filed Chapter 7, not Chapter 11, which is reorganization. Chapter 7 means they are shut down.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So this is an, another example of why it's so important to one do some research about the company you're doing business with and two use your credit card because let's say you paid this company uh, for short excursions on an upcoming cruise and you did so in, you know by check or cash um, you're you're out of luck um, but you know, of course most people will be you know when they do the transactions over the phone or over the internet they'll be using a credit card and of course the first thing they, anyone should be doing is is calling their credit card company and uh, declining the the charges from from this company. Um, it it is unfortunate, but there are other companies like uh, Short Trips mm-hmm. and Shore you know, Excursions Group, uh, and Short Excursions Group, who are um, you know certainly willing to assist uh, passengers in booking similar excursions through their company. Okay,
3: that
1: makes so, sense. But it's, it's like I said, it's always important to do your homework on these uh, third party companies. And use your credit card.
2: Disney Magic now dry docked in Spain. How long is she going to be there, and what will we see when she's complete, Stuart?
1: Well, uh, she's going to be there, I guess, a couple of weeks. And uh, the, right now, they are in the midst of. Uh, she's in Cadiz, Spain, and they are essentially doing a lot to, to change things uh, around uh, the ships. A lot of the, the kids' areas. Uh, I mean, they're going to have um, what they're calling, quote, reimagined youth spaces, that uh, it's going to be much more interactive. For, for the kids, and besides the classic Disney characters and, and the Pixar characters, um, now that Disney owns Marvel, uh, they're going to have uh, the heroes from uh, the Avengers. Um, they're going to have an all-new nighttime entertainment district uh, after hours for the for the adults. Um, they're going to have stuff for adventure seekers. So you saw the Aqua Duck on Disney Dream and Disney Fantasy. Well, they're going to have Aqua Dunk. Uh, which is going to be another, uh, you know, fast water slide um, that'll drop from the top of the ship's funnel. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they'll have some you know, reimagined dining areas. Um, they'll have uh, cariocas, which is a Brazilian-themed uh, decor restaurant. So, I mean, there's going to be some really nice changes. And look forward to seeing her when she arrives in Miami in October.
3: Very cool, and it looks like as we're recording this at uh, seven o'clock on Monday evening, Costa Concordia is uh, slowly starting to come out of the water.
1: She she has, in fact, uh, they've rotated her twenty. At this point, she's uh, twenty five degrees, uh, with another forty to go, and uh, they they figure it's only going to take about another four hours to get her completely uh, uprighted, which is really just, I mean, a stunning engineering feat. Uh, they've had no hiccups. They, they've stopped a couple of times to readjust these um, cables that are, you know, pulling her uh, from the. Uh, you know, she's resting on her starboard side and uh, uprighting her. Um, it's 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 pretty amazing, Doug, to to see, you know, what 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 they've done and and really how, I mean, you know, how quickly they were able to pull um, this mammoth 114,000-ton uh, ship from its side. It's. Uh, pretty exciting
3: yeah we certainly look forward to uh following the progress of this all right man thanks Stuart. my
1: pleasure cruise radio news now trending at cruise radio.net
2: for over 42 years park west gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art here's what actual customers are saying
0: i've been collecting with park west five six years now
2: tripinsurance.com.
1: You're listening to Cruise Radio, the fastest growing cruise talk radio show in the nation.
2: We've had him on our show before. Senior editor of Cruise Critic UK, Adam Coulter. Welcome back to Cruise Radio, Adam.
0: Great to be back,
2: Matt. Now, uh, this is a big time right now. You're actually on the island of Giglio right as we speak. And tell us, what is the mood there?
0: Well, it's an mood i've been sort of trying to gauge it all day so you've you've got this huge huge ship you know literally um blocking pretty well blocking the harbor and the seascape and everyone is out it's a tiny tiny island everyone is out all the locals and of course it's full of press from all over the world so you've got this weird combination of um expectation that it's going to be you know go well um, then you've got, obviously, the backdrop that, of course, people died on the ship. So there's that side of things as well. And then there's, I guess, there's almost the a feeling of excitement. A couple of times there was spontaneous applause in the press tent when at the, at the press conference they announced that it various parts had been successful. They've got it up to 13, 14 degrees, and they're trying to get it up to 20 degrees. And at that point... Uh, the flotation devices would kick in. So so there's, there's a whole mixture of feelings going on here.
3: Adam, I can just picture the media frenzy there. Is it crazy swarming with helicopters and such?
0: Well, there are a lot of press. Uh, there's a lot of um, press from around the world. There's a lot of cameras set up basically on every little rocky outcrop that, then, that they can find. There's only one helicopter. I think it's a Coast Guard or a police helicopter. It's not a news one. I don't know whether that's yes. because there's a no-fly zone or not, but there's certainly, along the harbour front, which is very small, everywhere you go, there is press set up, taking pictures, doing live broadcasts. So it, it is, it's swarming with media. But as I said before, the islanders seem very welcoming. Um, I, I think a part of them just wants this this over and done with. You know, this ship has sat here blotting the landscape for the last 18 months. And I, I think that they, they know that there's an inevitability about it. They almost kind of shrug their shoulders, okay, it's going to be full of press. But uh, they're, they're very welcoming and, uh, and understanding.
2: This is a monumental undertaking. It's, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, the the biggest maritime salvage mission, basically. Yeah. So they've been taking their time planning the execution of all of this. When did they actually start? And tell me um, how many phases yeah. are in this process.
0: Yeah, no, these, these are all, let me tackle those questions separately, because this this is, you're absolutely right, this is the biggest maritime salvage operation of this sort ever undertaken. And um, as a result, they've spent months and months and months um, trying to make sure that it goes absolutely right. So what happened yesterday was there was actually a really big storm on the island, and uh, it put the operation back by a couple of hours, not because it damaged anything, but simply it meant that they couldn't put everything in place for a 7 a.m. start, which is what they were aiming for. So it started pretty well on the dot at 9 o'clock. And what's happening is the ship is basically being pulled upright by a series of steel cables. Now, this has to be done at a a painstakingly slow pace. So it started at 9, but it wasn't probably till about 11 a.m., that you could see that the ship had moved slightly by and it turned out it had moved by about 1.5 degrees so you could just see that the rusty hull appearing
3: right. and then
0: after that you could gradually tell as the day progressed and you may have seen some of the news reports it's become more and more exposed as it reaches this this particular degree this particular angle at which then they loosen the steel cables, and gravity and the flotation systems take over. It's it's very technical, very detailed, but it is going so far. Touch wood, absolutely to plan.
3: I know they were worried about fuel leaks. Uh, has there been anything come up about that?
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good question, and it came up at several times throughout the day. The fuel, the actual fuel, has been been taken off. Um, quite some time ago, but what is that? If you recall, the ship was only hours into its journey, so it was packed full of food stuff and all the other things that you would take on a ship at the beginning of a cruise. But the other thing that they're worrying about is is all sorts of things like um, unpleasant stuff, like the sewage or maybe the air conditioning units, all that sort of thing. And the salvage operators have told us repeatedly. Um, And we only have their word for it, obviously, because we can't get near enough to see that there hasn't been any spillage or leakage of any sort so far.
2: Are there any divers down there?
0: No, no one's allowed anywhere near it because it's just too dangerous. It's a risk they can't take. In fact, I was meant to be getting off the island tonight, but I'm stuck here because the whole operation has been delayed by a few hours, as a number of other people are. Because no ships, no ferries, no boats, nothing is allowed in and out of the island because the whole area has been cordoned off. Right. Um, The only thing that happened today uh, that was of interest in terms of people getting on board... Again, another technical thing, I won't go into the details, but uh, one of the steel cables had to be loosened. And so what we did see quite dramatically was a number of people actually got onto these flotation devices and and manually loosened the steel cables. So so that was quite exciting. But again, it did delay the operation by another hour. So it was meant to be completed by midnight tonight, which is six o'clock in the afternoon in the U.S., but because of all the delays, they're now expecting it to be completed by about 6 a.m., which is midnight U.S.
2: Did they get the wreck off the reef?
0: Yeah, that was one of the big achievements today because, obviously, one side of it was was pretty well. It had been on the reef for 18 months. It, it become was becoming part of the reef, um, and they pulled that off, and they were very excited about that. The, the ship, obviously, the side had compressed a bit, but once it got past a certain angle, um, they could announce that it was it was physically off the reef. And what's happening now, as you may be aware, and view, and, and listeners may be aware, is, is that they built this artificial sort of bed for it, so it doesn't damage the reef any further. Right. And they're hoping to just slide it gently onto this bed, um, and so it's completely upright.
3: I guess the big question is, where will the ship go once they lift it?
0: Well, that, that's another very good question. This is where there's some confusion in terms of the timescale because a lot of people think that this whole operation will be done and dusted tomorrow. But as you, as you quite rightly asked, what are the phases? This is phase one. Once it's upright, then they have to attach some more flotation devices to the side that was lying on the reef. Obviously, they couldn't get to that up until now. Right. And then they they get it to a point where it's it's floating. And the challenge for them is... They can only float it out when seas are relatively calm. And obviously, we're approaching winter season, and the storms are going to start coming. So it's likely, but not definite, that the ship will actually be here for another six months, up until spring next year. That's the possibility.
3: Have you heard any numbers on how much this operation is going to cost
0: I have indeed, actually. I spoke to some people at um, at, at Costa, and although it is in, it is being insured, it's fully insured, we're looking at about half a billion dollars.
3: Half
2: a billion dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of money. And part of the reason, in case people are interested, that they're doing this entire operation rather than what usually happens, you just slice the ship up and take it away bit right. by bit, is because it's a, a very sensitive environmental zone. And if they did that, then there's possibility that, that, that there would be a lot of spillage and leakage. And, and Dan-
2: damage to that damage. reef. I should say further damage to the reef.
0: Yeah. So this is why they're attempting this incredible operation. Um, just as a, a historical point of interest, the USS Indianapolis was also uh, salvaged in this way um, after Pearl Harbor. But that was one of the biggest, um, and that was obviously a military vessel. This is the biggest passenger vessel uh, ever. attempted to be to be salvaged in this way
2: well we really appreciate you sticking around i know you've had a very long day or days as it were yeah Uh, and normally we see each other under much lighter happier circumstances but we really appreciate you uh, taking the time to give us a, a, a full report there from the site that's really amazing and um hope to talk to you again soon adam coulter senior editor for cruise critic uk adam thank you very much again man
0: Thank you, Matt. It's been a real pleasure, as always. Take care.
2: All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget about our app, only 99 cents for Droid users. Free for iPhone users. Simply search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store.
0: Yeah,
3: and if you want to see uh, the webcams of them pulling up Costa Concordia, uh, we have a resource page right there at cruiseradio.net. Just search it there. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida,
2: I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. this is Cruise Radio. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.